Hey, I'm Father Roderick, and today I want to talk about Google Stadia. It is the new gaming service that Google has just uh, shown to the world. I want to talk about the advantages, about the exciting elements, but there are also some aspects of this plan that make me a bit uncomfortable and even a bit worried. This episode is brought to you thanks to my patrons, uh, the people that support me on a monthly basis with a small financial donation over at patreon.com slash fatherroderick. If you want to join them, you'll get access as a thank you to a special podcast that I record for my patrons and also, and that's new, to a vlog that I will be recording on a regular basis. So go check it out at patreon.com slash fatherroderick. So Google Stadia, what, what is Google Stadia? This came as a surprise to me. Of course, Google is always innovating, is always presenting new uh, new ideas, and they are always trying to leverage the incredible uh, power that they have, both in terms of hardware, the network that they have, but also the power of the data that they have and the various services that they've developed over the years to venture into new territories. And, of course, one of the... Uh, most profitable businesses in the world is the gaming business. There is more money involved in the world of gaming today than in the world of movie, movies and theaters. And so no wonder that Google is looking into possibilities of to tap into that market. And Google Stadia was uh, is or is and will be for uh, Google uh, an effort to kind of get a slice of the of the pie of the gaming pie. So what is it? It is basically a service. It's something that they want to offer to anyone who has access to a browser, be it on a PC or on a mobile device, on a on a phone. Um, and perhaps even on a console like a I don't know, a, a Google a, like a TV box or something like that. And what they want to offer people is the ability to be able to game, but the game itself is not playing and it's not being processed on uh, let's say a gaming console or on a computer as it is nowadays with most games but instead it is being uh, processed in the cloud so somewhere in the world on Google's uh, infrastructure computers are providing your browser with the visual information and the gaming information and the only thing your browser and your device will have to do is to display that they also uh, showed uh, like a, a controller, uh, like a yeah a controller, I, I guess, uh, that will link to via Wi-Fi to to Google, and they promise little to no latency. Latency is the time uh, between you pressing a button and the computer registering that and doing something with, with with your action and then sending that back. And of course, Google being such a, a, a massive power in the world when it comes to their network is able to reduce that latency so much that it can enable people to play even action games. Now, of course, this is, this is huge. This is kind of almost a holy grail for a lot of companies uh, to be able to offer this. And Microsoft was also working or is working on something similar. They want to go all digital. So you, you see the same trend as in the world of television uh, and, and movies that were kind of moving away from physical media that you buy at the store that is on a disc or uh, like a cartridge and that you own and you can play it offline as much as you want you can even sell it it moves away from physical media to services 
And instead of buying a game, you buy access to the game. Just as with Netflix, for instance, you don't own the movies. You have a relationship with Netflix and they provide you with content as long as you're a subscriber. The moment you stop paying them, you cannot use that content anymore. And they even reserve the right to take away content. You, you, you can't claim a television series just be, be, because it was on Netflix. If Netflix wants to replace it with something else, they can. So that's kind of what, what is happening now in the gaming industry as well. And of course, you can, you can understand why, because it will give these companies a, a, a very dependable revenue. They can um, have monthly income from you, regardless of whether you play games or not. Um, and that, of course, grows their business much more than just the occasional uh, uh, purchase of a game. If, and, and let's not forget that, um, of course, Google is not a gaming company, but because they can offer this service, they can have a, a bit of the revenue that normally would go entirely to the gaming producers and distributors, they can keep that for themselves. It's a similar model uh, as Apple is is uh, using more and more uh, with the, the App Store. You buy a game, then uh, a certain percentage of that game, uh, of that purchase will go to Apple instead of to the developer. Now, um, th this, is, this is big because it's Google and Google is able to roll this out uh, on, a, on a worldwide scale. There are few companies that can do that. Microsoft is also preparing something in that same vein. Um, they must be pretty panicked right now. It's like, oh, because they're still right now depending on those, on those game consoles that they sell. And, and the same is true for Sony with the PlayStation. They're, the PlayStation 5 is in development. How will they react in the future? Apple is kind of holding the cards close to their chest. Um, when I'm recording this, the, the, is it just a few days before a, a big announcement by Apple that is going to be media-related? Probably it's going to be their television service um, that will be both featuring uh, original programming paid for by Apple. They invested a billion dollars into new, pro, new, new content as well as some other players in the field that will use Apple services and will pay a little bit to, to Apple in return. Will Apple kind of broaden this to the world of games as well? Who knows? I, I'm pretty sure that Apple could, could do it if they wanted to, but perhaps they want to just focus on television. Well, let's, let's talk a little bit about um, the advantages of this. Uh, of course, this is really helping us to declutter. I have, I had, I used to have rows and rows and rows of boxes of these plastic boxes filled with physical discs, and these discs would sometimes start to sometimes start to rot. You couldn't play them anymore, um, and and of course, every once in a while, there's a new gaming console, so you can't play your older games, especially with Sony, for instance, on your newer console. Microsoft has been trying to uh, make their their device, their Xbox One, backwards compatible, so you could also play games from previous consoles but in reality i don't think that many people are are interested in that so it will help uh to declutter it will also save a lot of plastic and a lot of throwaway stuff that will end up finally in the environment uh because it's all digital and and that you know i think is a, is a good thing it's also what i like about streaming platforms in versus like buying blu-rays or dvds um, another advantage is of course the, the integration with other platforms like YouTube. So one of the things you will be able to do is you you, you watch some uh, someone playing a game on YouTube, and you want to join that game. That particular game, 
you can press a button on your remote control and you'll, you'll be part of that adventure, of that story. So that's a whole new approach to streaming uh, gameplay. And of course, streaming gameplay right now for gamers is huge. Look at the success of, of Twitch and also to a lesser extent, uh, YouTube itself. I think Google understands that that if they want to get this new generation as as clients, as paying members of, of their Google uh, um, uh, community gaming is is the is the road to go um, but that also brings me to downsides first of all in order for this to work you need access to very fast internet connections and let's be honest that is only a very small portion of humanity that has access to reliable fast internet this is going to broaden the digital divide because gaming is a culture it is also very Im impactful on our culture it is a form of art sometimes it is it is something that that, that influences its its participants but it's only for let's let's say, let's say the happy few that can afford that well perhaps you may also tell me that is already the case there are so many people that can't play games because well popular games are very expensive or the game consoles are very expensive but um I don't know. It all depends, of course, on what Google is going to charge for this service. But what what I think worries me is that this is only going to be accessible to a small part of, of mankind, whereas gaming is such a worldwide cultural phenomenon. Shouldn't everyone have access to this or only the rich kids? So that's one thing. Um, the second thing that worries me is this integration with YouTube. Because, so if I understand this correctly, a gamer can say, well, hey, I'm going to play this game and you can watch me play and I'll open up a lobby and if you want to join me in this game, you'll be part of this stream. Now, kids are playing these video games as well. And you know, either firsthand experience or from, or from, from stories you've, you've been told, kids say the stupidest things online they're in this game they start to swear there's a lot of you know bad behavior going on uh and also with younger kids well do you want that to end up on youtube once it's on youtube it's out there for the world to see it's there forever and uh, of course you can in retrospect kind of uh, mute the certain words or censor some videos but you basically trust this youtuber slash gamer to moderate what's happening online now of course this is already happening in twitch same thing uh, there are uh, gamers that are they're streaming their their twitch game um, and you hear the conversations of the other players and kids but Golly, it's 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 harsh language uh, oftentimes, and and of course that's still small. But once it's on YouTube, it can also be linked to specific people, and and Google knows exactly who is part of this game and whose voice you hear. So it's it's it makes me worried on a whole number of aspects that have to do with privacy, with also protecting minors against themselves once it's out there behavior that is public can in theory remain public for decades so how is google going to handle that are they even caring about this this is the kind of things that 
Like, I'm glad that in Europe we have stricter laws now about what these companies can do. And I think in this, I, I would say parents should be worried about this and should also join the conversation about the these aspects that a, a company like Google that is not necessarily focused on, on these privacy aspects and uh, uh, the, let's say, the educational aspects of, of this whole phenomenon, th th they should be thinking about this. And parents, I think, are ultimately paying the bills. So I think they should have a voice in this conversation. I'd love to hear what you think. Do you, are you one of those like early adopters is going to jump into this new technology as soon as it is possible? Are you a parent that is worrying about these things? Um, I'd love to have a conversation with you. Just let me know in the comments as usual. And uh, perhaps we'll do a follow-up uh, episode as soon as we know a little bit more about uh, Google Stadia. Thank you so much for... Um, for the privilege of your time. I love it when they, when sometimes journalists say that. Um, and I, I, I'm going to adopt that. Thank you for the privilege of your time. Thank you for participating. And to those of you that are supporting me on Patreon, thank you so much for your support. Take care and God bless.